Hello, and welcome to Brennan's Psyche. Today's reminder, your life can be whatever you dream of, and so much more. This is your day. No limitations, no drawbacks, and no questions asked. No matter who you are or what you represent, whether that be the queens, the queers, or the cats, we all have one thing in common. We have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Join your host on this roller coaster called Life, where there are no stops and no seatbelts allowed. Oh shit, is that a loop de loop? Hey bitches, and welcome to my psyche. This is your Sunday sunset show. Every Sunday at sunset, I'll be posting a show. I'm Brennan, your host, and I want to start off by screaming a massive, ginormous, hot, and heavy thank you to everyone who's been listening. It's been super heartwarming to receive so many messages from people going through similar struggles with growth and change in their lives. All of your support and kind messages have been shocking, to say the least. Um, I didn't know that anyone would resonate with what I had to say, but as it turns out, so many of you do. Uh, So thank you so much for reaching out to me and sharing. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to rekindle my old friendships and to make new ones. Um, Today, I'm going to be recording as well, and I'll try and post this on I guess YouTube, I guess I'll start a YouTube channel. So um, hi everyone at home, this is Iris. She's my co-star today because she has been crying at my door for hours. I tried to record this episode yesterday, but I was so tired. I went on a hike with Jinx and it was incredible and it was really fun. I posted a lot of videos about it on my Instagram. And so if y'all wanna check those out, they'll be right over there. I also posted a TikTok, I think as well. Um, but to get started for today, we're going to be getting low, 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 and talking about hitting rock bottom. (laughs) The definition of rock bottom is being at the lowest part in your life that you could be. Everyone's experience at rock bottom will be different and mine may not look like yours. There are just some things in life that will take you, turn you upside down, and take everything that has fallen out of your pockets from you. We've all been there at some point, and if you haven't, color me jealous. But life will always have unexpected events, and there will always be something that you just can't control or never saw coming. And that's why I'm here to normalize it today. Life sucks sometimes. Life sucks sucks sometimes. Scream it from the rooftops, y'all. As much as I would love to pretend like I have all the answers in the world, that will just never be the case. All you can do is lift your head back up and keep trying. It makes you stronger, gives you grit, (laughs) and makes you realize how much of a badass you are for being able to pick yourself back up again regardless of the circumstance. So today, I'm going to share my story from when I realized I hit rock bottom and also share some tips for what you can do to start to pick yourself back up again. It's never too late to live your dream life, even if you just have to pretend at first. So let's get started. All right, y'all. So as I kind of rambled about in my last episode, during March of this year, me and my partner Rain were evicted from our apartment due to the damage inflicted during Hurricane Ida and also due to the manager of the place being corrupt, dot, dot, dot. But I'll get into that in a minute. First, some background. At this time in my life... (laughs) 
I'm covered in cat hair, sorry. <laughs> at this time in my life, I was in a major depression and I had been job hopping for months at places that overworked me, never really satisfied me, and was just overall having a hard time keeping up with myself in the apartment. It's just super easy to get discouraged when things get hard and my whole life prior to moving out had been consistent episodes of depression, meaning that my room would just be absolutely trashed and I have no interest in fixing it. So now, having to clean for not just myself, but also my partner and my three pets so you could say I was overwhelmed, as well as having to take on the new responsibility of cooking, trying to be the housewife, trying to be the good girl, you know, and it just wasn't working, y'all. It's hard. Um, so the roof was caving in, literally, in like multiple areas. So that was the reason that we really wanted to move out while we really needed to move out, despite this other story that I'm about to get into as well. There was like, I can definitely post some pictures because it was horrible. Like on my Instagram, I can post some. Or even on my Twitter, whatever. I don't know if y'all want to see that. But basically, there was picture, there was fucking, like, the roof was literally caving in. And every time that it would rain, it would just pour water into our house. And we would have to put buckets and towels everywhere. And it was miserable. You cannot live like that, especially when it's about to be summer in Louisiana. It's raining every fucking day. Like, it was miserable. Do not get me started. Um so anyway, back to the crazy bitch manager. Since the management of this complex had changed like three, four times during our less than a year stay, we moved in in like June, and then we had to move out April of this year. So some crazy stuff. Um, yeah, so since the manager had changed like three or four times during our stay, the online portal where you had to make payments, that changed as well. Um, they deleted our old online payment portal, and when I logged into the new one for the first time, it showed that we owed almost $2,000 fucking dollars in back rent. I'm like, what is this? There's like all these late fees, and it's saying I didn't give this much for this month and this much for this month. And I'm like, this is not true. What are you talking about? Um, so we started to pack our boxes. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be able to move our expendable stuff into a storage unit, like the stuff that we weren't using every day. I was like, we just need to put it somewhere safe where I don't have to be worried about moving everything if something happens. I was already talking to my parents about it. I was like, look, it's about to go down. We need to have a backup plan. So we moved all like a bunch of our stuff into boxes and we had it all um, set up like in the hallway so that it could be ready to go. Um, as soon as we get a storage unit. Um, so yeah, me knowing damn well that I paid those payments, but I didn't really know what to do. I marched my butt over to the management's office with rain to speak to the lady in charge. And when we got there, the lady told me that loads of people were having the same problem. She had this magical solution for me. She told me to sign all these papers and to turn them into this cash place that was next door and that they would give us all the money that we needed to cover our back rent. And all we had to do was pay it off in little payments over time. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Wow. Thank you so much much. I'm so grateful. You're such a queen. Like, yas. Like, thank you. Um, <laughs> so we started to fill out these papers. And then that night she was, oh, by the way, she was sitting here. Sorry. She was sitting here like threatening us. She was like, and I'll know if you don't turn these in because I'm friends with the people over there. Um, so you need to turn them in by this day at this time or else I'll know and I'll come for you. And I was like, damn bitch. Okay. Um, so I ended up bringing the papers over my parents. Cause I was like, let me make sure let me make sure <laughs> there's nothing weird going on. And it's a really good thing that I fucking did because as it turns out, this lady was overcharging people for rent by doing this. And then she was sending them to this cash saver place so that they would get double the amount of money from these people's rent. So they were forcing people to pay this rent. Um, 
even if they had already paid it before, like she did not give a fuck. So <laughs> that was crazy. Um, so we gathered up all my money order slips because that's a way that we had paid for a long time before we started doing the online portal. And then I went back through my Capital One transactions and I screenshotted all the ones from all the different months. And me and my stepdad, Eric, marched our little butts down to the management office with all this proof of payment, and we were going to show her so that we wouldn't have to fall through with this whole scam. Well, I recorded about half of the transaction, and it went something like this. Okay, I got it up. Let's see if it'll play. Press charges on you, because I'm in the office, because I'm not supposed to be talking to you anyway. Okay. Well, you won't even talk to me. So yeah. you're supposed to talk to go back and forth with you at all, because you were supposed to bring your father in here. He's not even listed on it on, as a tenant. He's not on So what is it exactly are you trying to cover up? This is going well. <laughs> So how do I reach Lucas? Can you ask him? How can we reach Lucas? I'm not going to give you his information because I'm going to call the police. Okay. So we'll just go call a lawyer. Okay. Call the lawsuit. We'll get this stuff taken care of. You've got evidence. You've been making your payments. She is not willing to work with us. Contra lawyer will have to be okay. And then we walked out of that hoe. So basically, the interaction started. We walked in there. Sorry, let me set back up my camera, actually, so I can, <laughs> so I can record it. There we go. Hey, so we walked back in there. Uh, we walked in there the first time, and we had, like, all my shit, and I was just trying to show it to her. And she was like, no, 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 no. I won't be looking at any of this. Um, you can speak to Lucas. And Lucas is her manager, so it's the guy who owns, like, the whole management thing or the whole apartment thing. I don't really know. Um, and basically – we started trying to talk to her about it and she was getting pissed off. She didn't give a fuck. Um, she didn't want to hear what we had to say. She wouldn't look at any of the payments that I had. And then at the end, she wouldn't even give us her manager's information. So we ended up finding it. Let me let me let y'all know. We did end up getting his information. And we ended up having a phone call with him. And all of those charges were wiped like they were never there. He literally acted like, there were, like he had no clue what was going on. And he was like, oh, yeah, we can just void those charges for you. And we were like, okay, this is sketchy as fuck. What do you mean you can just void these charges? Y'all were acting like it was the end of the world. So anyway, she did kick us out <laughs> and she called the cops and she ended up getting my stepdad banned from the apartment and us evicted within the day. And we had to move all of our life out in less than 24 hours and the sun was going down soon. It was like three o'clock. Um, and this was when the sun was going down at like six or seven. So we had to move all of our life out in less than 24 hours and the sun was going to go down soon. And I was panicking and I was terrified. And even now when I think back about it, I can be brought to tears because I feel like I'm literally traumatized from the situation. Like the first place I ever called home and absolutely loved in spite of all of its flaws and all of the roaches and the fucking, it was disgusting. Like it was the worst living situ situation I've ever been in. It was so small and so dingy, but it was ours, you know? like that was my home and I you know was finding freedom there and then it was ripped beneath my feet the 
fucking carpet was pulled and I had no choice but to move back into my parents' house. So me, Rain, our two cats, and our dog were all pushed into a one bedroom with no savings in sight. Money had been really tight that year and we were kids on our own for the first time. And I, not making excuses for myself, I'm just stating the fucking facts. I have an addictive personality. I get it from my, you know, it runs in the family. Um, so I became, <laughs> I, this is written down in the script. This is so funny. I became absolutely addicted to doobies. <laughs> okay. And it's the truth. I was addicted to smoking that guy, you know, like I was addicted, y'all. And it was draining my wallet and my time and my energy. And I was like a shell of the person I used to be. I couldn't live without it at this point. Um, And we also had both come down with COVID twice that year as well. So as you know, at the height of COVID, they were having us quarantined for weeks, quarantine, quarantine for weeks. So we, there would be weeks without us getting paid weeks without us having, you know, anything to eat besides like ordering shit to our house. And you know, that's money y'all that's money flying out of my pocket, out of my window, out of this bitch. I had no money. So we devised a little plan to save up as much money as we could. And honestly, thinking back on it, it wasn't much of a plan. It was just like, this is the only thing that we know to do. So I guess we're going to try this. Um, It was April when all of this happened. And I told my parents we'd be out of there by like mid-June at the latest. And obviously, with it being August now, things didn't go our way. And this was when I was working at Cheddar's. I had just started there a little bit previously, like a little bit earlier, I guess. And I was hosting and I was doing to-goes and they finally upgraded me to um, a server position after being there for five months. Oh my God. I had never seen money flow like this before. I was sitting, look, this is what you got to do when you're a server. It was stupid. All right. It was dumb. It was, it was demeaning. Okay. I sat here and I dyed my hair blonde. Yas queen. And I put on my little silly jewelry, my little crystals. And I went up in that bitch shaking my boobies. I'm just joking. But I did wear a push up bra for sure. And guess what? I was getting them $20 tips. I was getting them $20 tips consistently. It was weird. It was eye opening. And also it was creepy. But anyway, I was making about $100 a day, and I was thinking, you know, I'll, I'll just save all of this, and I'll put it to the side, and I won't touch it, and then after, like, a month or two, we'll have, like, thousands of dollars saved up, and it'll just be so easy. Um, <laughs> at the same time, though, Rain was working at the sales job. It's, like, where you sell insurance and phones and computers and TVs and shit like that. Um, you like wander around Walmart and Target with your little whiteboard and shit, and you try to get people to buy this stuff, basically. Um, it was very weird, a very triangle scheme vibes, very sketchy, you know, and it, it was just uncomfortable. Anyway, it wasn't a dream job for either of us, but yeah, so there was this little rule with there where you had to make like you had like two weeks of training. And then after that, you had to make $600 on your first week or else you would get fired immediately. Everyone that he, that she had started with fucking got fired. And they were like, we'll give you one more week just because we really feel like you would be able to do this. And so (laughs) she tried for the next week. And that week it was just like, bad vibes, bad money. The $600 something goal was so far out of reach. So Rain ended up having to leave the company due to this. So 
At the same time as us having this huge shock and our world being completely turned upside down, Rain lost her job just like that. So it was back to job searching again. And it's so hard to job search anywhere. Fucking, in, they're like, oh, just like on Indeed and jobs.com. We were. We were spam applying to them hoes. I was paying to have a fucking good ass resume. And we were fucking spam applying, calling these hoes, calling these hoes. They're not picking up, y'all. They don't care about us. As much as they're saying there's so many jobs out there right now, why are they not getting back to us then? This is stupid. Like, it's not like her resume looked bad. She was a manager at Starbucks, you know? Like, that's management fucking position, cash handling, customer dealing with. Like, you can do anything with that kind of experience, you know, you would think. But it was it's just so hard to find a job. It's, it's dumb. Anyway, so we're back to job searching. <laughs> and that was when Rain found a job over at BJ's Brewery, a restaurant conveniently located right next to the Cheddar's. So we could carpool. Um, I haven't brought this up previously just because there's so much to talk about. But basically, Rain has... We got this car when she was working at Starbucks, making that Starbucks money. Um, And it was good money for sure. And so that's why we were like, yes, we can finally get you your first car. This is incredible. Well, we went to this used car shop and (laughs) that's where you'll stop and say, bitch, that was your first mistake. And you're right. Okay. And I know that now, but it's not like, it's not like anyone had a fucking guidebook for me out there where they were just going to be like, Hey, that's not going to work. Um, yeah, no one said that. And so we went to this um, used car dealership, just me and her, and we're sitting there, a bunch of little babies, sitting in the little seat, like, they don't, they don't give a fuck about us, but we felt like they did, like, we trust these people, we're putting all of our trust and our money, our hard-earned fucking pennies into these hoes, and they're gonna sit here and fuck us over, because they need money too, you know, it's just how the world is, it's just that, you know, after coming from a childlike kind of ignorance of just people being kind, um, you don't really realize how harsh the real world is, so we went and we got this car and we had no clue how much it even really was. We didn't have any clue that there was any problems with it. Uh, we didn't even test drive it before we got it. Like, it's, it's stupid. It's dumb. Like, I'm well aware. Don't come for me right now. Like, I know. But um, <laughs> so we leave and we have this car and the insurance is like, and the fucking car payment to Keesler Federal, who we got the car through, was like $360. And then, um, yeah, those were the two payments that we had then. But then, um, like a month into having the car, the car's transmission broke. It wouldn't go out of first gear. Like, are you fucking serious? So we're living in this shitty apartment. We were still in the apartment at this time when this happened. We were living in the shitty apartment. Rain was still in the sales job at this point. And that's all the way in New Orleans. We live in Slidell. Like, that's like 30, 45 minute drive. You need a fucking car. You're not going to bike your ass over there. So we had no car now for that situation. So that was also a big factor in not being able to keep that job. Um, and it was just shit. It was just absolute garbage. So the car, we, it just sat around for such a long time. There was nothing that we could do about it. We're sat, you know, having to pay these really gregarious, (laughs) I never use that word correctly, these really big payments for no damn reason. And, um, it, I mean, it was for a car that we couldn't even drive. Like, it's just not fair. So we ended up finally saving up enough once we finally got in my parents' house. Well, I saved up enough, I'm sorry, to be able to afford to get the transmission fixed. So we went, we got the transmission fixed. It was estimated at like $6,000, but the guy magically was able to bump us down to like $4,000. 
4,000 something. And so I had to put like 1700 up front and then there was going to be monthly payments of 191 after that. So I put down all the savings that I had at that point for this car to get fixed. Okay. And then we get the car back. All right. And I got a new insurance for it as well. I ended up talking to this girl and we got the insurance fixed so that it was down to like 311 or something like that. And, um, <laughs> and so we get the car back and within like a week of getting it back, the front headlight went out and then the brake pads went out. So every time that you would even touch or even breathe on the brakes, they would make this ginormous, super loud, obnoxious, the loudest screeching noise that you would ever hear in your entire life. And we're like, oh my fucking God, we're paying like eight. Girl, come here. We're paying like $800 a fucking month for this car that we have only been on to drive for like maybe three, four, five weeks. This is stupid. And so now we're still stuck with that car. We're trying to call Keesler Federal back. We've been calling them like every day and they do not pick up the phone. Like I promise you, they have not picked up the phone and it's been really, really frustrating. So that's the story about the car. And that's been another big struggle for us because we're having to split that payment. And it's just like, when you're in and out of job so much, it's hard to make a consistent payment that is going to be able to support that kind of lifestyle. Alrighty, so back to the story. Rain had just gotten the shop at BJ's, so we were carpooling, so the car wasn't a problem right now. Um, and it was really convenient, and BJ's actually looked pretty great, Um from what I heard, things looked pretty good over there. And I was like, hell yeah, like I'm going to go work at BJ's instead. Cheddar's is a fucking shit show. Um, ever since I started working there, I've heard nonstop about the shootings that have happened there and the fights of people throwing glass at one another. And I promise you that shit's true. I promise you everyone and their mama knows about it and they don't do shit about it. There was people fighting there when I worked there and I was only there for like six months. But yeah. So I left. <laughs> and the man also the managers were assholes. There's something about managers in Louisiana, um, or at least everyone that I've worked for recently in the past like three years, where they're just assholes and you just can't find a single good one. Um, so yeah, I left Cheddar's and I went over to BJ's and I was serving there um under the guise that I had been serving for years because that was the only way that they would hire me straight off the bat as a server. They're like, you have to have at least a year's worth of experience serving in order to be able to work here. So I was like, oh yeah, I worked at Cheddar's for like a year. And then I worked at this other restaurant for like a year. So I'm like, real professional. They believed me. I mean, they didn't even, they didn't call back no one. They gave no fucks. They hired me and I was happy about it. So I was full on performing in this bitch. <laughs> and then Rain was like waiting for the opportunity to serve too, because she had you know, she got into this job thinking that she was going to be able to serve like right off the bat. They were like, you'll have to do some to-go's for a little bit so that you can, you know, learn our menu, but then we're going to put you as a server. Well, that never happened. Okay. Because she was there for months and months and months. And they were always telling her that same bullshit story where they're like, oh yeah, you'll be a server really soon. But it never happened. Don't believe a word that your managers say. They don't care. Anyway. Yeah. And so this is what our life looked like at this point. We were working like 40 to 60 hours a week, waking up around noon, going to work until late at night. Like that restaurant wouldn't close until 11 on the weekdays, I believe, and like 12 on the weekends. 
Um, that's not a sustainable lifestyle for someone who likes to sleep. Um, so we were going to work real late at night and then we were going and only ever eating restaurant food all day long. That was the only thing we would eat was like pizza and wings and burgers and shit like that. Burgers. <laughs> it was delicious, but it was not good for me. And it was just like one meal a day too, because it was discounted prices, but you still had to pay for that shit, obviously. Um, so it was like, I'm not trying to spend like $20 a day on getting multiple meals. I'm going to just survive off of one meal. And I still do that. It's not good. All right. I've never claimed that I was perfect. I never claimed that I was a genius, but here I am. Um, <laughs> and then every night we would smoke at least, we would smoke at least one big fat. Oh my God. One second. Alrighty, We're back. <laughs> All right, that was super weird. Um, Anchor just glitched out and said that it couldn't record using my microphone because it didn't have access to my microphone. Like, what have we been using to talk this whole time then? Hello? Anyway, back to what I was saying about the doobies. So, yeah, we were smoking a lot, and it was the only thing that I could do to deal with the stress and the exhaustion and just the frustration of the day. Like, I was getting angry, angry, angry again, and it was just really hard to be able to be happy without getting a little smoky smoke in you. Um, and that's not good for my bank account. I was scraping together pennies at a time, and every day I was looking at my bank account, living the most angry, fearful life I have ever lived, and it was exhausting. We had no time to ourselves, and I think we forgot how to be together, sober with nothing to do. There were a lot of fights, a lot of breakdowns, and the mental exhaustion is what really gets to you when you hit this point. It was like I couldn't even control myself. Every little event led to me wanting to literally bash my head into a wall and sitting there praying that tonight would be my last night because I didn't know if I could go on anymore. I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out what exactly made me realize that I was at rock bottom and how I knew that I needed to make a change. And after a lot of thought, I realized that the answer actually came from outside of myself. I found my moment of realization in someone else, from someone else's podcast to be specific. Podcasts work, y'all. That's why I wanted to make one. She made life seem more magical and my dreams seem closer than they had ever been before. She inspired me. And I guess that's what the media is for, to inspire others. I found hope and inspiration in her and it made me feel like I could do big things too. Sometimes when it has just been one knockdown after another, it doesn't feel like there is anything that you can do to make things better. I felt too tired, too depressed, and too scared to do anything more than what I was doing. I didn't even realize that there was anything else I could be doing. Now, I'm just trying to I'm just trying stuff out to see what fulfills me. It has been really helpful to be able to start podcasting as it's given me an outlet that I've never had before, a way to reach out to people and a way to feel less alone and to make others feel less alone too. But I want to say that just because I didn't have all the answers inside of myself, it doesn't make my realization any less real. I saw for myself what life could be, who I could be, and that is perfectly fine and normal. You are not born with the blueprint to life inside of you. It takes divine involvement sometimes or divine intervention. Whether it be hearing exactly what you never realized you needed to hear from who you never expected to hear it from, um, and that's what I want to be able to be for you all as well. That is why I'm sharing my story. You all deserve happiness. You deserve the dream life that you've always wanted for yourself. And it's completely possible. Like I promise. Um, 
Do I know from experience? No, but I believe in it. Um, But fast forward to where we are now, we're still at my parents, still in that one bedroom, still drowning in debt. But we're getting better. We We quit smoking altogether. And we started meal planning. So it's really helped to cut down that expense that I've been really worried about, feeling really guilty about. Um making it to where I'm only spending around $100 in food for us both a week. And that may still sound like a lot, but we are hungry-ass bitches, (laughs) and it's a lot better than it used to be. I can definitely share my meal prep recipes on my other socials as well. If y'all are interested in seeing what I cook, I found a lot of inspiration in HelloFresh. This isn't sponsored. It's not going to be either because they won't sponsor me. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, I really like those recipes. It was really easy and it made it fun to cook. So um, I definitely recommend you can. Okay, listen, you don't even have to sign up for their subscription. You can literally Google all the recipes that they have, you know, in their subscription thing. And you can make it for yourself at home without even having to pay a single fucking dollar to them, which is dope. And that's what I do now. And those meals are delicious. Um So we also started caring about taking care of our bodies again. We started working out, you know, eating those healthier meals consistently. And also being in the sun at least once a day for just a few minutes is like medicine in itself. Work out those emotions, y'all. I've also started journaling and striving for a better life for us. I never said we made it out of rock bottom. Sometimes it feels like we're still there. Sometimes everything looks too big and too scary, and it feels like nothing will ever get better. And although we still have our setbacks, life will always throw unexpected difficulties at you, and that's how you get stronger, and I firmly believe that. I look at my problems, and I say thank you for whatever lesson you're trying to teach me, and I do feel like I've gotten stronger. Things are getting a little easier piece by piece, and the future is a little clearer now. I feel like things can really work out. Regardless of the troubles facing you, once you hit rock bottom, you really can only go up from there. And that's something that I've just had to keep in mind as I've been growing. So now, what we've all been waiting for, the tips and tricks that I have for raising yourself up once you've hit rock bottom, whatever that may look like for you. Our situations are all so different, but we are all connected in the way that we're human and we're all capable of feeling this wide array of crazy, good, and bad emotions. Life is stupid dumb, stupid crazy, super wild, and it's only going to get crazier from here. Things will never be easy, or at least not till you're like 30, so I've heard. 30 is like the age when things start to get good again. I don't know. Um, I'll believe that when I see it. <laughs> um But even if they're not easy, they can be manageable. And when things are manageable, they can also be easier to handle and easier to understand, easier to go through. So my first tip to being is to be kind to yourself. Finding the ability to forgive yourself and to forgive others and even the world for the troubles that you have faced or the mistakes that you have made is a form of kindness in itself and it's healing. Sit in a comfy spot alone and allow yourself to feel all of those scary, overpowering emotions. Cry, scream, write down everything you're feeling and then burn it, rip it up, throw it in the wind. Release your feelings and then realize they no longer have any power over you. They've done their worst and now all you can do is simply move on. Get up, stretch, hug yourself, hug your pet, and forgive yourself. 
I know it's easy to let other people's feelings regarding your troubles cloud your judgment as well, and it makes you even harder on yourself. But at the end of the day, you need to be able to be your own best friend and your own biggest supporter. You need to know that you will fall off the horse over and over and over again, and although it may hurt, you're only human. Get up and laugh. That's what life is. It's beautiful even in the struggle, and that's what... (laughs) That's like a Kendrick Lamar song or something like that. Um, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's his name. I'm not good at getting the name straight, but that's definitely a song, and I love that quote. The media makes things look so easy, but we are all we're we are not we're no superheroes. <laughs> um, there is beauty in the struggle, and there's beauty in overcoming things that you never thought possible. There's beauty in looking back on hard times and thinking, "Wow, I made it." Nothing is permanent. Be kind to yourself by knowing that this isn't the end of the world, even if it may feel that way. Emotions are only just that, emotions. They aren't physical. They can bully you as much as they want to, but they only exist in your mind. My therapist used to tell me that at my worst, um, my emotions were like a person standing in front of me with their arms spread out, T-posing, blocking my passage, and that I would just let them block me, taking no initiative to push past them or to take control of them. And that has stuck with me through the years as I've learned to pick and choose which emotions I accept and which emotions serve me. Not every thought or emotion needs to be acted on, and some are just there to teach you something about yourself and how you think. They are just not at all the end-all, (laughs) be-all. My second tip is to make a schedule for yourself if you're a list person. Being a list person actually runs on my dad's side of the family, which is super interesting. You don't know if you fit under this category? Well, if you're the type of person who struggles to keep up with your schedule and you like to break things down to their individual pieces to understand them better, this may be you. If you're unsure, feel feel free to try it out and see if it helps you think clearer. But if that doesn't work for you, it's totally okay. I would say try anything once but just take what resonates with you. What I've done that works for me is getting a super cute monthly planner. That way, I plan out my month day by day with room to write notes about what it's what is going to go on during those days, so I always know what my schedule will look like. I can definitely post some pictures on my Instagram of my planner and how I organize it if you're interested in what it looks like for me. Also, having a full-time job with a regular set schedule has been an incredible blessing for me. I know that that's not possible for everyone in their situation, but it, I think that it creates a lot of structure in your life, and it's been, it's been super helpful. Having a good planner that you can keep in your bag or purse and that you can take with you uh, will organize your life and reduce your stress as you won't have to remember everything, and also it will let you use your time to your full advantage. When you can lay out your day in a way to where you can see all the time that you have available, it makes room for activities. You have a side hustle or a hobby that you enjoy, a passion project, or just want to start setting time aside for yourself for a little spa day moment, schedule it. Literally write it down what day and what time you will do it and just start doing it. Start doing it once a month, once a week. Whatever you have time for, start doing it consistently. Schedule it out weeks in advance so that you have something to look forward to. We're habitual creatures. We love this kind of stuff. It's built into us, literally. I promise it will make a positive difference and all around reduce the stress and anxiety in your life. Also, journaling. I've started journaling every day as well. I carry my journal around with me everywhere, just like how I do with my planner. I have a really big bag. (laughs) That way, there's no pressure to write anything at any certain time, and it's not a chore that you have to do once you get home. It's an opportunity to think about whatever you want 
and whatever you're feeling or thinking whenever the inspiration strikes. It has helped me work through emotions and to come to realizations because it is so much easier to come to a conclusion about something when it's all laid out in front of you compared to thoughts just racing through your mind, which aren't very structured or easy to understand or process. My third tip is to take control of your finances. If money is a stressor for you, and for most people it is, um, as you're trying to figure shit out, one of the hardest things to figure out is money. They're not teaching you how to budget or save or create 401ks in school. What the fuck is a 401k? They don't want us to be prepared for actual life. How else will they keep us in the middle class? I really don't think that that's true. They, there's, they want us to struggle um, because when we struggle, they prosper. But if you're like me, you probably don't want to struggle. There are so many more important things in life to worry about besides money. Of course, you should still make your money moves and grind. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. But when it's your time off, you should be able to relax and enjoy the many other incredible things in life, whether that be reading, watching your favorite show, exercising, spending time with friends and loved ones. Um, No one wants to do those things when you got money problems on your mind. A really great budgeting system that I got from my friend Hannah, shout out Hannah, involves adding up your monthly expenses and if applicable, you and your partner's monthly incomes, and then subtracting the expense amount from your monthly income. This way, you can see if you are even making enough money to keep up with your reoccurring monthly expenses. And if so, you can see how much you should be saving a month or putting aside for maybe a cool trip you want to plan or a major expense you're working towards, like an apartment or a car. This has helped me tremendously and not sponsored once again, but I'm shouting these bitches out for free. Um, if you're bad at remembering to put money aside for savings, there's this really cool app called Truebill where you can set up um, to where it'll take out a certain percentage from your checking account each month so your savings grow at a rate that is easily manageable and convenient. So for me, after I get paid, the most it'll take out is like 10 bucks, and it'll go into my savings account and I just have this constant savings growing that I completely forget about and it just grows in the background. And if you have like no money in your account, it'll take out like a few cents, like maybe a few dollars. Like I know from experience because I've had no money in my account and I've seen it. So I wouldn't be stressed about it taking too much out and that money is always available for you to transfer to your bank account. Um, You deserve to be able to live your life in peace, free from the torture of an anxious mind. I also want to mention that I have found hope in peace in daily affirmations. You may think that sounds silly. I thought it sounded silly for a really, really long time, but all I've ever heard is how incredible the benefits are, and I just want to be able to share that with everyone else because I have found the benefit in it. Affirmations are immensely powerful because if you can convince your brain that what you're saying is true, it will become true. I don't know how. It just works. Um, So now I'll share with you some affirmations that I use daily or that I am trying to incorporate into using daily because I really like them. You can say them once a day to yourself in the mirror and you really have to mean them. So I'll begin. (laughs) You can say them with me if you want or you can write them down. Um, You can find affirmations online as well. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Let me start. I am an unstoppable force who grows in love every day. I am beyond grateful for all of the love and blessings the universe is sending to me right now. Every day, I see glimpses of both big and small miracles. I have no doubt that I am infinitely blessed and infinitely powerful. 
Doors open for me daily that lead me to my highest, most abundant destiny. I am a vessel for deep love, and I forgive myself for forgetting this strength. There is no end to my ability to give and receive love. I am so deserving. These are just a few that empower me, but you can really say to yourself whatever makes you feel strong. Whatever your goals may be, whether it be getting that job, moving to your dream destination, or even bringing cash flow into your life, you can incorporate all of these into your daily affirmations. It's like a Google search away. And it's also like having, I've I've thought of it this way, it's like having a mood board for your mind. It's a constant reminder of what you're doing this all for. And it's so easy to forget your strength, to forget your kindness, even towards yourself. And I know that for me, my emotions can cloud my judgment. But this way, my judgment triumphs over my emotions because I'm choosing how I'm going to feel about this moment and about this day from the moment I wake up in the morning. So with all of this in mind, I want you all to know that not everything will work for everyone. I can tell you what works for me all day long, but it's up to you to decide what works for you. My DMs are always open to anyone who wants to share their story, or if you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer them. I do post my um, upcoming topics like a few days before I upload them on my Instagram. So if you have any questions regarding the topic, if you have any topic ideas that you want me to talk about, anything you're interested in, what I have to say about, um, definitely send those questions over to me. I can definitely do whatever the fuck y'all want. I'm really just kind of throwing out there whatever, you know, throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks here. Um, So I would definitely be happy for some suggestions, but if not, like I'll figure it out. It'll be fine. (laughs) Um, I think that everyone deserves a chance at a happy, healthy life. And I believe that it's a hundred percent doable. Sometimes when things are getting a little out of control and you feel lost, you just need a little help. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There are hundreds and thousands of people out there who are experiencing similar hardships to you every day. You can find comfort in community. And that's what I'm trying to build here. So be sure to give my Instagram a follow. I post updates. Updates? Gay? Okay, I post post updates on upcoming episodes weekly. And I would be thrilled to hear from you all. I'm so happy to be able to share this info with you. And I can't wait to see what you have to share with me. I also want to give a big shout out to a few people that I wouldn't have been able to create the show without. First, the incredible woman who produced my cover art that I'm obsessed with, Maro, okay, Maril Oleko. I'll spell it and I'll put it in the description on Fiverr. She's super communicative and talented as well. I love her. She was super duper sweet. She, you know, worked with me really easily about my super vague idea for what I had about my, about my, my picture. So I really appreciate her. She's super kind. If you're listening, Hey girl. (laughs) And also to the cool cat who created my new intro, your Imogen guy on Fiverr as well. Also put him in the description. He was kind of blunt, but I like blunts. So he'll slide this time. (laughs) And lastly, Rain, who pushed me into following the stream and made it possible and real in every way. Thank you so much for supporting me. I love you. Also, I want to say as well, because I'm going to say it every episode, y'all, because I care about the pets. I think they deserve to look cute. If you have any furry friends in need of cute accessories or toys, be sure to head over to Pack Leashes and use my code JINX100 for 20% off of your order. If you're unsure of how to spell that, it's in my bio 
on my Instagram, and I have the link in my link tree as well. Jinx loves her collar so much that when I take it off, she walks around with it in her mouth. So I think that your pets will like it too. Anywho, that's all I had for today. That's all I had written down because I am scripting. It's a little weird. Let me know how y'all feel about it. I love y'all so much, and I hope some of these tips help you. Definitely let me know what you think. I'm always down to talk at any time of the day, any time of the night. Don't worry about it being too late or too early. I get up at like 7 a.m., so I'll, I'll always be available to talk, y'all. Um, y'all have a great day. Have a great night. Stay blessed, and peace, bitches.